Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Competing for Christ podcast. My name is Ken Burke. Today, I am thrilled to have Josh Vaughn on, former Richmond Spider football player and running back in the NFL for multiple teams, originally signing with the Tampa Bay Bucks and then played for a few teams like the Carolina Panthers and the Atlanta Falcons, just to name a couple. Uh, he is now the Atlanta Falcons team chaplain and is a financial advisor. Thank you so much for coming on today, Josh. I am really excited for our time together. Thanks, Ken. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, so first things first, can you start us off by giving a little bit of background about your career in athletics and how that is is intertwined with your faith in, in athletics? Sure. Um, so sports has been part of my life since I can remember. I think I started playing when I was probably four or five years old and ran the gamut from there all the way through high school, football, basketball, baseball, track, swimming. I tried to play hockey one time, but my mom put a quick no serve, no more sports on that. But uh, yeah, ever since I can remember, that was that was my life, and you know, also raised in church my whole life. So my faith and sports have always kind of been two pillars of everything that I've done. And so you know, we went to church probably three to four times a week growing up. I mean, anytime the church doors were open, we were there. Uh, so it, it molded and shaped me uh, to who I am. And uh, so, you know, as I got older, majored in, you know, playing football, you know, knew that was my, you know, my ticket to, to going to college and um, went on to, to go to University of Richmond, uh, won a national championship there for, you know, back then, I guess it was FC, well, FCS now was 1AA. Uh, but during my college years, I can say I was not following Christ at that point. You know, I, I knew... I knew I was doing wrong, but I was more caught up in, you know, having fun, living the life as they call it and, you know, doing things I knew I had no business doing. But by the time I, um, my first year of being picked up in the league, I got cut and that's when I really committed myself to Christ and, and made him the center of everything that I do. And that hasn't changed since 2000, let's see, 2009 and been walking with Christ ever since. Awesome. How was your time in the NFL? I know, I know you're bouncing around a, a little bit, but how, how was that? It was challenging, uh, just not knowing what the next day would hold. I was always a, a player that was fighting to be on the roster. So each and every practice, I might get three reps. And I, they, those had to be the best reps uh, that I could do. And I had to make my name known in those few opportunities that I had. So just making sure that you're ready at all times. You know, obviously, we know NFL, next man up mentality, injuries come about, just making sure I was ready to make an impact. And uh, so the journey was rocky. I think I got cut 11 times over the course of my career, played on five or six different teams. But I can say it was rewarding. And just to have, knowing that was a goal that I had ever since I was a a child, uh, to achieve that and to live it and to now even work in it as a chaplain, uh, it's been a true blessing. So I don't. I don't take any, uh, I don't take it for granted, and I'm, I'm excited that I got to live a part of that journey. Hmm. So now, how has being the chaplain for the Atlanta Falcons affected your faith and your perception of athletics? You know, it's it's cool being back around sports, being back in the, you know, having a chance to be in the locker room, having a chance to encourage guys, and to take your life experiences and then talk to them about that, and then also be able to encourage them in their faith. It was a different year last year, my first year doing it. 
um, we, everything was virtual. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just basically was, was limited to sharing the gospel pregame and, and trying to connect with guys there. Um, but thank God for technology. Thank God for the opportunity to still be able to share the gospel. And um, so that, it was rewarding. It was challenging. But I'm looking forward to uh, continuing that and, and being able to build more relationships and, and to encourage uh, the, anybody I can with, with, our, with our faith. Mm, yeah. Well, so for today's topic, it's something that, you know, has been debated and talked about for, you know, generations now. Does God care about sports? I mean, the title of this episode is going to be, the, Does God Care About Sports? And I know I have my opinions, and I'm sure you do too. So I'm just going to ask you straight up, does God care about sports? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I think God cares about people using the gifts that he's given them to glorify him. And if that's through the realm of sports, if that's being a carpenter, if that's being a lawyer, whatever you can do in order to bring him glory, I think he cares about. Um, I don't know in the grand scheme of things that God cares about wins and losses and who, you know, they're Christians on one team, Christians on another team. Like, how, how does he determine who wins and loses? I don't know the answer to that question, but I do believe that he cares about sports and I do believe that he can be glorified through sports as people commit themselves to following Christ and making a difference wherever they are. Hmm. Yeah. While looking up questions and writing down my thoughts about this topic, I found this quote that says God's concern regarding games extends far beyond our own thin ideas of victory and defeat. So, I mean, like you were saying, like when I saw that, I was kind of like, I kind of paused because we, we oftentimes forget how small and limited we are in our perception of sports is so, you know, it's so finite and compared to how humongous and unlimited God is, it's, does, does he care about sports? I think he does. And obviously you just said he does because they're in the universe that he created. And I think that's so important. I think what I was at a conference a couple of weeks ago and David Platt talked about our lifespan being this this dot that you're, or you're, you know, taking a rope and you started at one point and you just weaved it all throughout the United States and all throughout the world. Our lives are just this small little dot on this never ending rope that goes throughout eternity. And yet I believe even in that small part that our lives have to play, God can use us even in that, in that little yeah. small space. And so it's just, and like you say, we talk about the infinite wisdom and the unlimited resources of God. Like, yeah, we may not know all that he has planned with us when we're doing the sport or all that he is going to do, but we know that uh, he's good and we know that he can use us in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. And it says like our, our lives are a grain of sand on a never ending beach. And that's a great illustration that you mentioned, but do you think sports would still exist if the fall never occurred? Hmm. You know, I, that is a tough question. <laughs> a tough question. I'm just going to go on a limb and say yes. I'm going to just go on a limb and say yes. Uh, there's still competition. I don't know. You know that 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 is a really tough question. <laughs> I guess if I were really thinking about that, I feel as though you know there's nothing wrong with competition and. I feel like God cares about it 
I'm going to say yes because I love sports and I would love to see them happen still. Yeah. So yeah, I not? agree with you. Maybe you wouldn't have the 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 crazy. Maybe you wouldn't have the crazy fans in the stands doing sinful things that they do at the game, <laughs> and saying all types of uh, obscenity. Uh, everybody's cheering one another one another on, like at the four year old soccer game that I coach with my kids. So uh, I feel like there would be more of that environment than uh, going to, you know, the the Philadelphia Eagles game or something. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I agree with you. I think they would too. I like you said. I think all the the negative things that sports bring, like cheating or like all the sins that go on in the stands or off the field, they, those obviously would not be present. But yeah, I mean, competition is a gift from God, yeah. and I think it good competition shows God's glory, and it also builds our character too. I mean, there's nothing like going in competing finding out what's really inside of you when you're facing adversity, pushing through, encouraging your teammates. All those things are characteristics that I think God, that I believe God enjoys and brings out the best in us personally and brings out the best in others. So when we think about all the things that sports produces in an athlete and creating an athlete, uh, those, those things not only help us in our daily lives, but it also helps us you know, in our walk with Christ as yeah, well. For sure. So I'm sure you saw this a while back. Uh, it was actually right after the Super Bowl. But Cooper Cup, wide receiver in recent Super Bowl MVP for the Rams, had an interview stating that God sent him a message or a vision that their team was going to win the Super Bowl and he was going to be the MVP. This interview was a big factor into making this episode. Obviously, we can't speak on the behalf of God and we don't you know we don't know what happens between him and Cooper Cup but how did you feel about that I don't know I don't know if you saw it but is that is that a good way to spread the gospel so I did not see that um, but I'm always careful on what God has said to me in my personal you know in my personal time with him and how that may land for others mm. I can't speak for Cooper, Cooper Cup and his convictions and who knows who that may have impacted as well. Uh, so I, I don't want to say that he was out of place for saying that. I don't want to say that God couldn't be glorified in him saying that. Uh, I just know in my personal walk with the Lord, I am careful on who I share things with and how I share them. And I try to be as deliberate as possible in what I divulge because I don't want to make a statement that could that could backfire in that circumstance. And I'm, like I said, Cooper Cup's convictions may be different and who knows who that may have touched and impacted. So he's not wrong in that, in that space. Yeah. And it's, I think that's how I would handle that. Yeah. Obviously, like I said, we don't, we don't know what happens between him and God, but Mm -hmm. could he receive a vision from, from God? Maybe. I mean, it's happened before and I'm sure it still happens today. Uh, mm-hmm. and I think it's great, like you said, that he's using that platform to share the gospel. Like, not many guys that just won the Super Bowl would mention God. And mm-hmm. I, I can't say what happens with, between him and God, but I do think God used him in that moment, like you said. Yeah. So when a player comes up to you, obviously you've been doing this for a couple of years now, or a year or two. When a player comes up to you about wanting to know more about Christ, how, how do you go into that conversation? I believe first it's good to just 
establish some type of relationship with the player and try to figure out where they're coming from, what they've been exposed to before, and then share where my walk with Christ evolved, where I started, what were the reasons for me coming to Christ, and then hopefully giving them some foundation of who God is. Um, I can probably speak to it more as a player being in the locker room than I can as a chaplain, just because I didn't have that same type of exposure this particular season. But I, I remember there were times when guys would ask me about my faith or ask me you know, why I do certain things, why I read my Bible in the locker, why I do these things. And I was able to tell them about my story, about where I once was before meeting Christ, what happened when I met Christ and why I still serve him today. And that usually tends to spark additional questions and conversations. And the big thing is not portraying yourself to be or myself to be some type of perfect Christian. I know that was probably a mistake I made earlier in my walk with Christ was, hey, now that I'm a Christian, I don't do all these things. Well, then I come off as, oh, boy, you're you're better than me. Well, the the answer is no, I'm not better than anybody. It's only by the grace of God and what Christ has done in my heart that I have even been able to make any type of strides in becoming, seeking to become more like him. And, And so making sure I leverage who God is, who Christ is, and telling people about that, focusing more on him more than anything that I've done in myself. Um, and so I know that was a long-winded answer to the to the question at hand, being that I wasn't in the locker room. But I think the main point is finding out what that person experience has been, leveraging your sto- story in sharing the gospel, and then ultimately pointing everyone back to Christ, pointing them back to the gospel and showing them who he is and that the same way that he changed you, he can change them. Mm, yeah, that's a great answer. I'm kind of going off script here, but as a player, what was the hardest part about being a Christian, either on the field or in the locker room or just around your teammates? Probably just the the feeling, the ridicule, um, the feeling mm-hmm. of isolation at times. You know, in the and people talk about the locker room. The locker room is is more close knit, but it's no different than being in corporate America, being a student. You're going if you're truly committed to Christ, there is going to be a no- noticeable difference in the way that you live your life, or at least there should be, and mm-hmm. in, in the way that others do. And that's not to say that you're better than anybody. That's just to say that because we follow Christ, because we want to be more like him and live the way that he did, that comes with a sort of a sort of life, a lifestyle change. And so mm-hmm. because of that, there was you know, oftentimes things that were difficult. Um, whether that was, hey, why are you doing this? Oh, you must not have any fun. Or, um, you know, you'll never find a, a girl or a wife that's looking to, to live the same way that you did. And there's there's always those sorts of challenges. But I believe that because I was committed to who I was in Christ, that there were more times than not that people are looking for something. People are looking for something at school, at their at your jobs, in the locker room. And when you have something that's different, that people are longing for, it's oftentimes attractive. And even though there's ridicule, there's someone out there that's also looking for encouragement. There's someone looking for what you have. And it's an open door to sharing the gospel. So I found that even in the midst of those challenges and being ridiculed, being feeling like you're the only one that's seeking to live that way. There are others who are there who either want to know more about what you're doing and who you are or who the God is that you serve, or there are other people who are like you 
that are nearby who can walk with you um, in those mm-hmm. journeys. And so I was able to find both in, in those situations. Yeah, that's awesome. It's very important to have a community uh, of fellow believers that you can go to for advice or, you know, fellow football players, fellow just people in your job that you find. Um, and it takes a lot of time and a lot of, you know, building that trust up, especially with teammates and, you know, guys that you minister, minister to through being a chaplain. It's, it's not an overnight occurrence for sure. Um, and I think the first step in, in talking about Christ to people that are curious is just have an open mind and almost go into it thinking that they have no idea who Christ is. Because if you just break it down and say, Hey, like, this is what he did for you. And this is what he did for me. Like it opens up a realm of questions that you can dive into. Absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. So last question I had for you, how should a Christian view sports? Christians should view sports as an avenue to display the, the gifts and the talents and skills God has given them. Uh, they should view it as an opportunity to grow physically through discipline, through um, through competition, through overcoming adversity, by understanding teamwork. And then I also believe it's, it's a way to glorify God by what you're doing the same way that you would do it in any other profession or line of work. Um, and I, I love sports. I, I, you know, I'm walking through that journey now with my own children and trying to help them understand, you know, trying to find that balance between sports not being their life, but also embracing the challenges that they face in sports. And then ultimately reminding them that if God has given them the ability to do something, to do it with all that they have, um, Colossians 3 talks about, and whatever you do in word and deed, do in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And that's the, you know, that's the mindset that you, you know, should have in approaching sports or approaching anything that you do. So, Mm, yeah, I've talked about this question a lot on this podcast, and I I love getting multiple perspectives from you or, you know, from whoever I have on. And sports are so amazing and they can, they can bring so many people closer to God just by, like you said earlier, how, how you act around your teammates, how you act on the field and not like screaming at referees or screaming at the coach or whatever. Oh, you'd, be, um, you'd be amazed, especially like I'm, I'm now coaching. So just the, yeah. the, the brain power and this, the, the constant like inner prayer that I have to do to just make sure like, all right, I have to be a good example out here. I, I do not <laughs> want to be the, the dad who's getting thrown out of the game for yelling at a, volunteer referee or you know whoever especially if i'm claiming to be a person who walks with christ too so trying to that that is definitely an, another avenue of, of making <laughs> sure you're exemplifying christ-like behavior even as a volunteer coach <laughs> yes yes and it pays so many so many dividends too if you do that because people will look at you and just say hey there's something different about him and i don't know what it is and Maybe they come and ask you a question. Maybe they just have a good perception of who you are and what you stand for. But it's really important to keep a keep a level head <laughs> while participating in sports. Uh, but Josh, thank you so much for coming on. I, I had a lot of fun talking to you. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Open, open chat anytime. Awesome. Well, for all the listeners out there, make sure to like, subscribe, leave a rating and review for the podcast. It really helps us out. Remember that no matter what, God loves you and he's going to fight for you no matter what. I'll talk to you all next time.